Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccan. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. The weather is uh, beautiful here in Atlanta, in the south of the U.S. People constantly talk about the weather. We had a very moody atmosphere here uh, just yesterday. There was big sea shanty energy in the morning. We're talking rain, thunder, felt maritime. And then by the afternoon, it was a stereotypical spring. It was beautiful. You know, you could hear the birds. You could see the squirrels jump around. You would go outside. And according to experts, if you go outside, you need sunscreen. And Parker wrote to us recently, Parker, uh, you had a suggestion specifically about sunscreen and without spoiling the letter here uh, you said the story of sunscreen 
goes deeper in a way that you thought might interest your fellow listeners. And I, before we jump into the facts here, guys, I just wanted to ask you all, like, what's your what's your experience with sunscreen? You know, experts recommend that you wear it every day, every time that you're outside. And I feel like being somewhat of a, a troglodyte, which means cave person myself, I feel like uh, I definitely do not do that because the sun is my ancient nemesis. How about you guys? I burn. I'm, I'm a pale boy. Um, I just kind of go for whichever sunscreen has like the most aluminum in it. I feel, I feel like that's the one that's going to protect me the best. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting call. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, yeah, I grew up being covered in the stuff and I actually began to resent the whole, okay, it's been, uh, it's been an hour in the sun. Come on over here. Let's get your back again. That's my mom probably speaking. Um, and your dad's in the background going, grease him up. Yeah, my, <laughs> dude, my dad, my dad just, he doesn't burn. I, and I don't understand it. He just doesn't burn. Is he a leathery man? <laughs> he's, he's a leatherman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I always burned like crazy. I would get crazy burns, like the stuff that no one wants to see, even in a horror movie. And, it you know, it I just didn't like the process. So later in life, I don't really wear sunscreen. But I wonder, Ben, like, you, you have a lot of travels. If you just end up somewhere where you're, you realize, oh, man, I should probably be wearing sunscreen for this. What is your go to? Like, what, what do you how do you make a decision about what to get? Ah, got it. That's an interesting question. That's a that's a bit of a setup there. And I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, first, it's it's like that old story of what do you do when you find yourself in the woods? Your first step is to ask yourself what the hell did I do wrong to find <laughs> myself in the woods? Uh, yes, yeah, sunscreen is, again, it's recommend. There, there's so many types, but it's, it's recommended um, in general, wherever you live, whoever you are, if you are spending time outside during the day. Here are the facts. Okay, well, let's, okay, let's okay. start right there. Let's start it's right cool there. it didn't answer my question, but it's cool. Let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you feel like I did not answer your question as to, so specifically then before you get into the facts to answer your question, yes, depending depending on the environment, even I would uh, keep sunscreen of some sort, but I would typically have to find some sort of natural alternative to something store-bought. If that makes sense. Got you. Oh, totally. That makes that makes a ton of sense. I, I guess the only reason I want to talk about it is because I I don't know if this is what you out there listening do, but I'll I'll find myself in a you know depending on which city I'm in, just a a store that sells sunscreen, and I will just grab something. Oh yeah. And I don't spend a ton of time thinking about what it is. I go for a higher number just because I am rather pale, but like I I don't make an informed decision ever. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you're if you're going to a beach and you don't live by a beach uh, and you stop in at the <laughs> we'll just fictionally call it the beach store. You stop yeah. in at beach store or Panama Jacks or whatever it's going to be called. Ron John, perhaps. Ron yeah, John. Right. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. It's like a surf store. Right? The surf store. Well, that's fine. It's the same thing as the beach store. <laughs> Uh, hopefully the beach store and surf store uh, owners who are listening to the show right now 
or uh, will forgive us for conflating them unfairly, if indeed we have. But you go in, you get your beach towel, and you're like, I need my flip-flops that I am inevitably going to lose, or my children will inevitably lose in the course of this um shore shoreside adventure and then yes you grab you grab sunscreen because you probably didn't bring it from home right uh for many people and you're in a hurry because you want to get to the beach right you want to mm-hmm. confront the infinity that is the horizon of the ocean yes i uh i understand what you're saying now i originally was thinking you meant like lost in the wilderness somewhere oh, or no, no, off no. the grid, but you mean going, you mean going somewhere recreationally. Yeah. It, I, I assume many of us have just ended up at a beach at some point for some, for one reason or another. Uh, yeah. It, it, but the, and the big takeaway here is that maybe a lot of us don't know or think much about sunscreen. We read the label, you see uh, SPF and you think, I want the highest number. Why would somebody buy a lower number? They're the same price or, you know, they're, they're, they're probably a few dollars more, but it, it does feel weird, right? Like you're, you're looking at the range of SPFs and you're thinking, well, uh, I want, I want, I want full protection, you right? Know, protect me from the sun's cancerous rays, you know, mm-hmm. give me the super powered stuff. Right. Right. Well, and, and just slightly alternatively, my, my wife is Cuban and she doesn't like to wear full, like the full sunscreen. So she gets the stuff that's like SPF four. They call it like bronzing or, you know, these things that like are supposed to help. It's but more protect like a, a little, a tan, like a, mm-hmm. a copper tone kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the, <laughs> it's, it's funny that, that we're talking about this at the, at the very beginning because, um, I don't know about anybody else, but I was always confused by the idea that a company would know it could make the best thing and then sell a lesser version of that thing. And it happens mm. in every industry, right? It's like, it's weird that, um, you know, if you know that they're like, if you are just picking things out of the blue, like if you are Apple, uh, why do you sell multiple versions of the same computer when you know that you could just you could just sell the best one and then everybody would like I, I get it. I understand the economics of it. It just it, it always felt strange to me. And I think that's the same kind of disconnect people experience when they run into sunscreen. But the difference between sunscreen and a lot of those uh, a lot of other consumer products yes folks spoiler this is a consumer products kind of episode and there is uh there are a number of conspiracies afoot the difference between sunscreen and a lot of other products especially in the world of skincare and makeup is that sunscreen works there is scientific basis to it it's not some kind of like woo woo we had an angel sneeze on these pomegranate leaves and then we rolled it up with like the uh, uh farts of puppies and then we made it a cream and we sprayed it uh and and if you walk through it at noon your eye wrinkles will dissipate or something like that sunscreen oh, I just threw up in works. my mouth a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people will do a lot if they feel like they're combating aging. But 
That's true. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a whole industry. The idea of, of slowing down the hands of, of, of Father Time. And, uh, you know, like uh, cosmetic surgery is probably the most extreme example of that. But so many products, uh, beauty products, uh, skin care lines, there where there is a lot of snake oil wrapped up in it. Uh, and, you know, sure, there's testimonials and things like that. But it's true, Ben. I think it's a really good point that sunscreen and the whole idea of SPF and the gradations of that is absolutely a scientifically uh, proven thing that benefits you and keeps those uh, harmful rays from penetrating that that sweet, sweet dermis. So let's talk about it. Here are the facts. What exactly is sunscreen? Well, uh, it turns out sunscreen is kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a cross, that a, a very tiny cross we wave at a very big vampire. And it protects you kind of, because if you think about the normal day, the beautiful spring that's occurring in Atlanta, you realize it's happening because of some very scary stuff. We are right next to, astronomically speaking, an enormous dying star, and it is screaming as it dies in terms of energy. It is responsible for the continued existence of life on earth it is amazing it is crucial it is dangerous and since ancient times human beings have been aware of this and they've been like hey this this thing right creates the food that we eat uh and it also feels like it would kill us if it was close enough as a matter of fact even if we stand around it it starts to mess with the way we look and the way we feel we have to figure something out yeah, and, and humans have been coming up with ways to prevent the sun from harming them for oh, millennia. And really, you know, one of the best ones is to go the troglodyte route. Stay inside as much as you can, you know, and hunt when you have to and at certain times. But other things have been really treatments, salves that have been created, things to actually put on the skin to stop the burning a lot of times, and then other times to actually prevent the burning from happening in the first place. And it's all to stop this tiny little sliver of the light spectrum, essentially, called ultraviolet. Yeah, you definitely want to block that stuff because it can give you all varieties of, uh, of skin cancer uh, in, in addition to just, you know, uh, causing general wear and tear on your skin overall, just, you know, from the, uh, the effects of the sun. Um, but yeah, it's something that has, has been on the minds of humans since ancient times uh, when folks you know, already were aware of these effects, these damaging effects that the sun could have on the human body. In early civilizations, folks developed some kind of more holistic remedies, I guess, for treating the sun. They didn't really have science, but they, they had trial and error. Uh, and uh, in ancient Greece, for example, they used olive oil. In Egypt, they would use extracts of jasmine uh, and rice and other plants and just, you know, like you said, Matt, rub it on their body and kind of like a poultice or a salve. Uh, and for thousands of years, people have also used um, the element zinc, uh, zinc oxide uh, in, a, in a paste form. Uh, and it's actually still a very important ingredient in modern sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. You find something that works, you stick with what, it, with what works, right? Uh, this is inarguably 
before we get into the messed up parts of, of this idea, this is inarguably a good idea. We're going to get into some messed up stuff today. So it's important to note at the at the offset here that sunscreen is in general a good idea. Protecting yourself from the sun, obviously I'm very biased because I see it as an antagonist, but still everyone can agree protecting uh, yourself and your loved ones from the sun. I know I sound very pro-vampire right now. It's still important because sunscreen doesn't just protect you from that very uh, small, dangerous uh, sliver of the spectrum that, that you're describing, Matt. It can also, in while doing that, it lowers your risk of uh, some very nasty forms of skin cancer. Uh, it can prevent uh, premature aging of the skin. And if you are sensitive about uh, what you, you know, if you're sensitive about your skin, then this can assist in maintaining what would be called an even skin tone, meaning it will, if you are freckle prone, like Matt and myself, then it, you know, sunscreen will reduce your freckle ratio, right? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I got quite a lot of freckles on my arms, not so much on my face, but tons of arm freckles. It's weird. You know, freckles. It's a weird thing. I don't understand. It. It's like I can tan incredibly intensely in these tiny circles. Yeah. <laughs> freckles. It's a weird thing. A weird thing. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Freckles are strange. But but so like if you hate freckles, sunscreen is great for you. Right. That's that's what an even skin tone probably that's that's a good way to explain an even skin tone. So ancient times, olive oil, like Noel said, jasmine, rice extracts, all the hits. Uh, the story of modern sunscreen, or what we call modern sunscreen, really starts in the 1930s, kicks into high gear in 1944. There's a guy from Florida, he's an airman, and he's a pharmacist. His name is Benjamin Green, and he does something necessary, but kind of gross. Uh he takes something called Red Vet Pet, which is a, a short cutesy name for Red Veterinary Petrolatum. So think of like um, Vaseline. He takes this, this kind of Vaseline that it comes from the world of veterinary medicine, and he slathers it on himself, and he's like talking to his fellow soldiers and he's slathering on them during World War II. And he's like, the sun's going to kill us. We need to protect ourselves. So they're they're slimy soldiers now. That's pretty gross, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, can, can I, can I take a, a tiny diversion real quick just to bring up uh, a lovely piece of pop culture surrounding sunscreen? I don't know if you guys remember the uh, song, the Baz Luhrmann song, um, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen, um, which was actually featured in the opening sequence of season two or three of the Sopranos, uh, but it's taken from a column by Mary Schmick uh, from the Chicago Tribune uh, on June 1st of 1997 titled advice like youth probably just wasted on the young. And it, you know, gives all these pieces of advice. It's meant to be like a commencement speech for a, a you know, a graduating class that does not exist. She didn't actually give this, but um, it, it, it repeats the uh, recommendation of wear sunscreen uh, with other little pithy pieces of advice. And there was actually like an urban legend uh, that Kurt Vonnegut had delivered. This as a commencement speech at MIT. 
1997, but that was totally not true. It's almost like a Mandela effect kind of situation. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut even said when he was pressed to like reprint this amazing speech that he made um, that he uh, would proudly have taken credit for the words if they were his. But uh, check out that song if you get a chance. It's a lot of, a lot of fun and it's very inspiring. Yeah, the um, the thing that's described in that song is not Red Vet Pet, right? <laughs> right. Right. So, so the, again, <clears throat> slimy soldiers, this is gross, gross stuff. Uh, there's not a ton of science behind it other than it being able to stick to the skin and function, stick to human skin and function as a physical barrier between the skin and the sun. I, I am holding a very anti-sun position, but I have never deviated from this position. Nope. Uh, so, you are consistently anti-sun. Well, please, uh, please, let's just all be aware of my bias, uh, which is survival-based. Why red vet pet? Is it, is it like petroleum or is it like a, a slightly different substance? That's really interesting. Petrolatum. I bet it's a petroleum-based substance. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Vaseline, basically. Oh, okay, the Got the, the non name brand or the non proprietary eponym is is would be uh, so uh, sli- slimy and shiny soldiers. Yes, slimy and shiny. And after the war, after World War II, Benjamin Green classes up his act. He adds coconut oil to this. He Ooh. adds cocoa butter. It's getting Ooh. fancy. Uh, this eventually will become what is known as Coppertone Suntan Cream, which, um, you know, Matt, earlier you were describing the idea of getting a little bit of protection from the sun, mm-hmm. but also helping yourself uh, acquire a tan, right? A general, yeah. a, a, a general sheen about oneself. That's, that's what Coppertone is doing. Uh, and then... At this time, there's still no SPF. Like the one thing people care about when they read a label on sunscreen today is SPF. Uh, and that doesn't exist until about the uh, roundabouts in the 1970s. Yep. And as we said, it's just a way to measure and to show consumers exactly how much of those UV rays are being blocked or how what percentage. That's not a percentage, though. That's not what the rating uh it's it's a, it becomes a tough thing to even talk about <laughs> it, it is a percentage of uv blocking power but it's represented in a scale in a weird scale that doesn't really make that much sense it's not super yeah. intuitive it measures yeah. the amount that gets through rather than the amount that's blocked right yeah so like spf 15 it's like a measure over time so what it means that is that one fifteenth of harmful radiation from that evil dying star will reach your skin uh, in that. So you're like, okay, I've protected myself against 14 of 15. Yes. Death rays (laughs) from this space monster. And that works as long as I have applied this at um, an even rate, which never happens of two milligrams uh, per centimeter of human skin. And then the person wearing it has to change that every two hours, right? They have to re-up, just like uh, Matt's parents called him over and and greased him up again. 
<laughs> yeah. That's always what it felt like. Uh, let's <laughs> grease you up for a while. <laughs> they wanted you to have a good time at the beach. Today, this is a <laughs> massive industry. As research continued, sunscreen evolved. So if you walk into your beach store or your surf store, uh, you will see multiple types of sunscreen, multiple brands, water-resistant stuff, or stuff that purports to have an amazingly high SPF. You'll also see broader spectrums of uh, protection, right? Uh, Like UVA, UVB protection protecting you from both long and short range ultraviolet rays so far so good right well no unfortunately <laughs> it comes when it comes to sunscreen there is some stuff they don't want you to know we'll pause for a word from our sponsors get greased up over here Woo. and we'll be back Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I definitely missed a part on my back. Uh, Right, like, you know, right on the shoulders, like... 
sometimes you ever get a sunburn where you can see your fingers yes where where, where you yes. kind of messed up yeah. I mean, the, the last time i tried to apply sunscreen i realized i hadn't done it in a long time and i did a really bad job uh and i just had like the, you know the white the really creamy white kind that you really have to rub in to make it disappear i got it all over my beard and it just wasn't rubbed in at all and i looked like a freaking idiot um so you know applying sunscreen takes practice gotta know what you're doing Here's where it gets crazy. There are issues here. There are two big issues. And Parker wrote to us about one that may be unfamiliar to a lot of our listeners uh, outside of the world of makeup or skincare, and that's corruption in the sunscreen industry. Parker wrote to us specifically about something called Purito Centella Green Level Unscented Sun, which Spoilers, fellow conspiracy realist, none of us knew about. No. None of us had that um, light bulb moment where we said, oh, oh, no, Perito. What happened to Perito? Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm actually, I really didn't know if it was Purito or Perito because all, yeah. I was hungry and I thought about burritos is a burrito like a burrito for cats okay i'm done no but but this is such a ridiculous name it almost feels like it needs a red vet pet type such type shortening uh but there really is nothing you can do with burrito centella green level unscented sun so you really just got to like power through it but apparently this was like really popular right it was like known as the internet's favorite sunscreen um but it kind of got uh, lampooned a bit on social media when a study revealed that they were not being particularly honest about the level of protection that it offered. Yeah. So imagine you're at your beach store, you're at your surf store, or you're, just, or you're just a person who takes care of their skin. Like, obviously, none of us do on this right. show. Uh, look at us. Yeah, right? So you go to, you go to the no, we look okay, I think. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I think we look okay. Uh, so anyway, you're you're a hypothetical person, no specific person. You go, you care about your skin because uh, you want to be alive and not have skin cancer and you want to look relatively good. So you grab this, uh, you grab this stuff, this green level unscented sun because it has SPF 50. Well, a study came out that revealed this was not the actual case. If you look at the ingredients, if you take that stuff to a lab and you test for SPF, you'll find that it has an SPF of 19, less than mm. half of the 50 it claims. Yikes. Yeah, and we know that the experiments or the study that revealed this is legit. It comes from something called INCI decoder, Put let's put aside the question of whether this was like purposely misleading or whether this was honestly a mistake or a negligence issue. The thing is, this opens a door to a much wider problem. It's not one. It's not like one brand of this sunscreen, is it? No, 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 no. This this goes across the spectrum here. Um <laughs> there there was a consumer reports report that came out uh, not that long ago and it found it found that 36 out of 53 sunscreens that it tested did not have the SPF level represented so it was lower than what was represented on the bottle of spray or the lotion or the bar that you're going to put on yourself whatever it was it was 
a lower SPF than it claimed to be. How how is the FDA not involved in this? Like you'd think there'd be like sample testing to ensure that there is truth in advertising for these types of products in the same way that, you know, drugs are regulated. Well, here's the thing. There are, there are a ton of reasons why this could happen, right? It could be a single batch, right? Uh, that maybe the SPF wasn't quite right. And maybe that's just it. You tested a, a bad batch. You know, maybe there are standards that are falling. There are a lot of reasons. Hmm. Yeah, which are not necessarily uh, deceitful. There are also loopholes around kind of the government regulation or standards, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you test stuff? When do you test stuff? Which is probably one of the biggest deals here. Uh, for instance, if um, if we think of the U.S. and other manufacturers, right, from different countries, then you can get around loopholes by just taking off. SPF. It's like, oh, hey, no, no, we're not doing a sunscreen thing. We have some of the ingredients, but we're not claiming it. Now we're just, uh, you know, now we're just good time sun lotion. No promises, right? That's the, that's the model. Yeah. No promises. No promises. <laughs> but again, uh, as we said before, and I think this is true, one of the biggest purchasing factors for a consumer is that giant SPF yeah. Label and number, right? So, mm-hmm. so, but I, I appreciate the point you were making, Matt, which is that this doesn't necessarily mean manufacturers are a bad, bad actors. There could be bad storage, like you said, variations between batches, different testing standards. That's huge. Uh, also, yes, counterfeiting. Yep. Yes, uh, fabrication of testing results, which is a little bit easier to do than you might think. I, I want to just we're going to talk about this later in the episode, but we just kind of we Ben mentioned the storage of the substance and how that can have, be a factor. We have found in the research that that is a major factor for some sunscreens and the chemicals that are inside of them. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Expiration dates are not just for, uh, not just for food in your grocery store. So we can't, if we're being absolutely fair, we can't say all of these companies are lying to you. They're pawns of big sun and they want you to burn. What we can't, (laughs) what we can say instead is that the burden, the burden of informed consent is, placed on the consumer here. Uh, Parker sent this great article by a writer named Rio Vera Newton, writing for The Strategist in uh, New York Magazine. And this author notes the actual way to figure out what you're buying, what you're paying for. And it, it it's some work. You'd have to be, like if you're standing in front of sunscreen in the grocery aisle or wherever, at your beach store, your surf store, that you would have to be on your phone for a few minutes because you have to look up a product's name or what's called an NDC number, which is a 10-digit number. I know, how 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 juicy is this, right? It's kind of dry. It's a 10-digit code that identifies uh, drugs, labeler, product, and trade package size on something called NDC list Dot com And why do you have to look up this crazy 10-digit <laughs> number, this like VIN, this V-I-N of a, a bottle of sunscreen? Because that number verifies the FDA registration. The question you asked earlier, Noel, and it shows that it's gone through testing in the U.S. 
That's not the whole step. The next step, Rio says, is you have to go to Consumer Reports, which has a lot of research on sunscreen, and you have to compare these. So at this point, you are like at least 12 minutes deep in the sunscreen system on your phone in front of the uh, people are going to the beach without you. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just like use a parasol instead, you know, or a big floppy hat. That probably helps. Um, But sunscreen is definitely a part of the skincare industry, right? Uh, It, it, you know, even certain skin creams or uh, moisturizers, for example, or like various products, they'll have some form of sunscreen in them or will offer some sort of SPF protection, even if it's not just purely uh, sun lotion. Um, and there are absolutely important and positive, uh, qualities to this product. It can, in fact, stop those rays, those ultraviolet rays from penetrating your skin and causing cancer. Uh, that is unless it actually can cause cancer, uh, depending on what goes into the stuff. And we'll pause (laughs) on that cliffhanger. We have to pause there. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. We are still standing with you uh, in our hypothetical beach surf shop uh which we'll call it uh what what should we call it uh ron john Polly shores <laughs> like i'm sorry guys i keep harping on ron john i think people that aren't from this part of the country don't even know what that is but i think it's a myrtle beach thing yeah or it's like yeah right it's, yeah. it's there's a shark and i just remember the t-shirts from when i was a kid it's a nostalgia thing for me plus it's fun to say ron john but i love Polly shores that's way better so well, well they can they can all exist you know, Myrtle Beach has a booming economy, right? So, yeah. so like, there are a lot of stores. One of yeah, those it turn, is, turns out 40% of their gross domestic product comes from airbrush t-shirts. <laughs> right? And, and, and that's just the gross. So, so, uh, so we're at Polly Shores. Paul, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you drew the short surf straw on this one. Uh, we're standing with you in this aisle. We're, uh, we're already spending a lot of time trying to figure out What's happening with this sunscreen? Is that SPF real, right? Uh, because we know it turns out for one reason or another, it is often not what it purports to be. There's a second problem. There have been multiple claims over the years. You're thinking about this, right? Let's just get into this scenario. You're you're thinking about this. You're looking at the sunscreen and you're on your phone and you found this stuff and consumer reports and blah, blah, blah. And you think, okay, I, I found one that I think is, is going to work. And then some, some dude breezes past you in flip flops and cargo shorts. And he says, uh, you know, he's a bit of a leatherman and he says, don't fall for it, kid. That stuff gives you cancer. There, there's been so many, uh, th- there have been so many uh, claims in the past that sunscreen itself, particularly the chemicals in it, the active ingredients, can in fact harm your body, harm your uh, various systems, and in some cases become carcinogenic, create cancerous conditions. Uh, maybe not skin cancer, so maybe in avoiding skin cancer, you are suffering from uh, another type of cancer because of the active ingredients in these substances. Is that true? Uh, let's see. Let's go to the mm-hmm. experts, right? Let's go to the experts. So that cargo shorts guy breezes past, drops some, drops some conspiracy knowledge on you on his way to get... Um, what are those things uh, that go on your upper arm? Floaties? Yeah, on his way to get floaties. <laughs> you just swing by, all right, all right, all right. Choosing that one, huh? Well, guess what? That one that one causes cancer, buddy. Don't don't use that one. I got to get these floaties over here. That's pretty good, Matt. Sorry, I've been watching his new YouTube channel recently. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's YouTube channel? Yeah. Uh, you know, he I, I saw this uh, amazing, insightful interview with him. Uh, I don't know if it was a smart on his dude. YouTube channel. Dude's going to be running Texas before you know it. It's coming. Oh, I have no I have no doubt about it. Well, probably one of my most shining moments in podcasting was I got to be on a call with Matthew McConaughey. Uh wasn't video, 
But that voice, man, unmistakable. And he was pitching a podcast. Obviously, he went the YouTube route. Hey, there's still time and sure. room to do a podcast. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, no, let's go. You go to the experts, right? You don't that guy. You can't trust that guy. Not not McConaughey, but the dude that was there in the store. Who knows? Played by McConaughey. Per- clearly, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> have established that in this scenario. <laughs> but uh, you know, you can't take somebody's just quick offhand comment as fact. So you got to look to the experts. What are they saying? Well, here's the deal. You're looking at studies from experts or at least uh, scientists or people who are or researchers who are spending a lot of time and effort to get results, maybe, or maybe they're working for a company or maybe they're working against a company. Uh, because what you end up looking at when you're, when you're researching this stuff is that you've got some folks saying that these studies are legitimate and then others, a lot of experts saying these, a lot of the studies that say some of these things are essentially misinformation or disinformation. Like it's not right. And it's the results that are being regurgitated, you know, just and spoken about are actually mischaracterized. Yeah. So uh, let's take, for example, Dr. Jennifer Lin, who uh, is an assistant professor of dermatology at Harvard Medical School, co-director of Melanoma Risk and Prevention Clinic. She has an insightful response about some of the kind of alarmist or fear-mongering reports here, uh, specifically about oxybenzone. And she says there has been no conclusive evidence that oxybenzone is harmful to humans. Asterisk. Mm. Uh, and she she notes something that happens in a lot of studies and a lot of pop science. You'll hear a study that says like um, insert substance X or substance so and so has been found to cause cancer in mammals or, you know, to somehow like have a deleterious effect on you. But they don't talk about how that study was conducted or what actually happened. So Dr. Lin points out that organizations that have raised concerns about oxybenzone cite studies that were done on rats, which are not human yet, and that rats were physically fed oxybenzone. They weren't shaving the rats and then putting sunscreen on them. They were forcing them to eat this stuff. And according to Dr. Lin, it would, quote, take an individual human being, I imagine, 277 years of sunscreen use to achieve the same dose that produced the harmful effects in these rats. And that's based on a study from the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology in 2017. But think carefully, right? 2017. It's a number of years ago. Yeah, four almost. Four almost. <laughs> so so what what changes? This is the second big issue. There's a recent study that came out, 2021. It turns out that sunscreen, the stuff you use to prevent skin cancer from exposure to sunlight, might actually, yes, have a chance of giving you cancer. That's the claim people are making. This study, which was by uh, several French and U.S. scientists, looked at skincare brands overall, L'Oreal, Neutrogena, Bioderma, very, like the big ones. Picture the big brands of skincare. It looked at all of these, and it looked especially at something called octocrylene. Octocrylene. 
Sounds interesting. Uh, it's a chemical, right? And this is kind of weird and it's a bit difficult to navigate because octocrylene isn't necessarily the issue, the bad thing. That octocrylene itself. What happens is, over time, it degrades into something called benzophenone. Yeah, and benzophenone is the, um, think of it like the final form, right? Uh, mm. Think of it Think of it like um, if octocrylene is the mogwai, benzophenone is the gremlin. E. That's actually, uh, wow, that's actually pretty, not, not a bad comparison. Uh, you just feed it time. Don't feed it time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't feed it time. Uh this is weird. So octocrylene is already controversial in a number of places due to concerns about its effect, not on humans, but on the overall environment. It's been banned in a couple of places, including Hawaii and the U.S. Virgin Islands. This study did something pretty neat. Uh, they said, we need to figure out what happens to sunscreen when it's just left on a shelf. Because think about it, the sunscreen you probably buy is not uh, refrigerated or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not like in a cool, dry cellar or something like it's just it's on the shelf next to the flip flops, next to the towels, next to the floaties, etc. Uh, and it's been sitting in Poly Shores for a while. And it's been at Poly Shores for a while. Uh, might even have some visible dust on the top of the cap. Uh, this study used an artificial aging process to replicate that passage of time to show what like to show what happens to these products when they've sat on a shelf at Poly Shores for around a year, ballpark a year. The thing is that the concentration of this chemical, this harmful chemical, increases the longer it sits on that shelf. So we're reading SPF, but what you should be reading is the expiration date. According to FDA regulations, sunscreen has a shelf life of three years. But this oh, study, wow. yeah, but this study shows if it's on that shelf for a year, depending if this one thing, this octocrylene is in it, then it is slowly kind of Jekyll and hiding into a thing that is very easily absorbed by your skin mm -hmm. that you very much do not want in your body. And it gets worse over time. I believe the concentration can actually increase uh, the longer that you leave it on the shelf. Um, so it's very, very important to keep a close eye on those expiration dates. And and this stuff, by the way, benzophenone is banned for use as uh, an ingredient in food or an ingredient in cosmetics. So you, so it's not there. It, it it's not legally allowed. To, to be in that bottle of whatever you buy. And it's more than sunscreen, by the way. There was a study in the 1990s that found just how, how successfully this stuff is absorbed by the skin. And uh, it makes a pretty solid argument to, before regulation, you know, to prohibit this chemical from being included in stuff like uh, sunscreen or shampoo or perfume. But the problem goes even further Octocrylene has not met those FDA regulations for safety or effectiveness. Still, I think it still hasn't. Like as of February 2019, as of two years ago, th this stuff was still not meeting 
the guidelines from the FDA, which means that if you wore sunscreen anytime before 2019, uh, depending on what you bought, the odds aren't looking great. Unless you like rolled in mud, hippo or elephant style to protect yourself from the sun, you probably got some of this stuff in you. Yeah. And can we let's talk really quickly a little more about the Hawaii banning because that just occurred. Hawaii just pl- passed legislation that banned two chemicals in sunscreens. I'll actually pull up the Senate bill here. Um, Center for Biological Diversity sent this out on March 9th of this year, 2021, and they are banning two petrochemicals within sunscreens avobenzone and octocrylene and the two of the biggest things that came out of this or one of the biggest reasons that they're banning it is because they've found that these chemicals are actually bleaching the coral reefs around hawaii Uh, these chemicals are coming off of people's skin when the sunscreen is applied to them and hurting the environment to that like having a huge effect on the environment Um, that's that's a big deal. And it's they're chemicals that you're putting on your body, like directly, that's being absorbed, as Ben said. Ugh. It's not a uh, super sunny proposition. I will never forgive myself for that one. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Matt. It's important to note that this process, which has been proven by this study, or you know, there's a strong argument that it, it occurs fairly commonly, Um, This process was welcomed by people who believed previous myths or mischaracterizations about ugly chemicals in skincare products. So it kind of fed the fire, right? It turned out there was a a grain of truth to some of the allegations or some of the suspicions and rumors. According to Dr. Sharon Lawhon, this stuff, benzophenone, is the worst offender in causing contact dermatitis. It can also induce anaphylaxis, and it is classified as carcinogenic by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is part of the World Health Organization. So people are aware of this. People are aware of this, including the industry. In 2019, almost 3,000 different like products, which is such a vague term, but 3,000 like, you know, uh, kinds of shampoo, kinds of sunscreen, kinds of, uh, I'm guessing here, what what's another skin thing? Moisturizer? Is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cetaphil is a real popular one. It's really apparently quite important to moisturize every day. I don't do it every day, but I, I try to get to it when I remember. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. So, there's another thing that happened, which was the, um, you know, these stories pop up with like, uh, you've heard about it before, uh, rat feces and cereal, right? And the, I don't know if you guys remember that one. There was a long time story where people would say, actually, the FDA allows a certain amount of rat feces right, right. In, in cereal. Uh, yeah. There's only so much you can do. You can't, you can't ever have 0% rat poop cereal. <laughs> It's like the idea of of a grade E meat at Taco Bell containing some percentage of rat meat or something Mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. Um, The mm -hmm. idea being that it's legal, but it's a loophole that a lot of people don't know about. Like like someone in the industry is saying, okay, all right, Uncle Sam, clearly if there was anyone able to make cereal with 0% rat feces, 
they would they would put that on the front of the box, right? You'd be like right next to the raisin brand. There's the uh, no rat poop. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Get all the rats out of here? Oh, <laughs> right. come on! I'm making cereal here. <laughs> We're a cereal company, not an exterminator service, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, there's is that what kind of integration? What kind of what what kind of integration is that? Where you say, you know, we started off making cereal, it had all this rat poop in it, and we were like, is this a feature? Is this a bug? Uh, long story short, we killed the rats, sold the meat to Taco Bell. We kept the poop. We got two scoops of it. Raisin bread. Ugh, Apparently guys. by Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I come to you once more to tell you that there are definitely three scoops of raisins in every box of raisin <laughs> bread. <laughs> so three scoops. They went up, huh? Yeah. Is it only two? Well, that third uh, scoop is rat poop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, this, we are... Um, hopefully joking, but it is, it is true that something similar has happened with the sunscreen industry. The French Federation of Beauty Enterprises, an industry organization, a trade organization responded to this study and they basically said, yeah, we know, we, we know that this octocrylene is in here. We know that it turns into this dangerous chemical, uh, but Look at the study. They said these are always below the toxicity thresholds uh, that are safe for human health, which is a lot like saying, you know, you can eat a couple spiders in your oatmeal. You can have a little bit of rat poop. You can have a little bit of rat poop as a treat. Well, even in, as Bernie a treat. Sanders, though. indeed, even like, you know, in um, in in regulation of fisheries, you know, and, and wildlife uh, and, and certain uh, allowable amounts of pollution and water like there are mercury uh, warnings, you know, for certain bodies of water because it, it absorbs into the fish. But there also is an allowable level of mercury, um, which seems like it would be zero, but it's not zero. But also we are talking like, you know, parts per million or billion in, in some cases. So, you know, there is truth to this, even as, as squeamish as it sounds to say toxicity thresholds or the idea of things that are acceptable for human health. Uh, it certainly makes you cringe, but I mean, it's not untrue, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about something happening at scale. You know what I mean? How, how, how can any organization keep its eye on every falling sparrow of a contaminant? Uh, it's, it's quite difficult. But in this case, uh, toxicity levels or thresholds aside, like the, the reason that this trade organization responded by pointing out these thresholds and saying, yeah, this stuff is dangerous, but it's not dangerous in the amounts that are found by the study – it's because it is virtually impossible to regulate a bunch of these things effectively. But in this case, there's there's like clearly one that clearly transforms into this other thing. And no one's saying change the recipe. What they're saying is it's OK because there's not a there's not enough of it there, which is like saying, hey, um, at this point. The rat poop is is part of the cereal. You know what I mean? It's part of the ingredients here. What? Are, what, what? We're gonna take it out? 
Yeah. That would destroy well, Raisin Bran. <laughs> We're going to get a letter from Raisin Bran. Uh, well, I, it's still my favorite cereal. So no matter how much poop is in there, Are you kidding I love me? it. What do you I also eat? Like gra- you eat grape nuts too, old man? I don't like grape nuts. Ness- oh God! Uh, sorry, grape nuts. I just don't. And I'm not into it. But yeah. raisin bran, specifically, I think it's raisin crunchy raisin bran or whatever it is. Does it have the clusters? You like the one with the nut clusters, dude? In it? All uh, okay. Wild. I I just don't <laughs> like raisins. Yeah, I, I, I find I'm, I'm not a raisin guy. Zombie grapes. Mm-hmm. Raisins are zombie yeah. grapes. They're useless undead. fruit. They're <laughs> useless the fruit. <laughs> they're the lich kings of grapes. <laughs> they should be put well, down. Now I so, like a craisin. I, I do like a craisin, which is essentially the same process, Ben. But uh, for some hmm. reason, a raisin just doesn't do it for me. Don't like our oatmeal raisin cookie. Like an oatmeal cookie. Take the ra- put the raisins in there. Entirely different cookie, different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oatmeal raisin. Cookies. Sorry, Matt. Sorry we're raisin shaming you, Matt. I feel like we're ganging up on no, you. No, it's more <laughs> it's more raisins for you, man. Yeah, that's true. Thank you guys. Oatmeal you can raisin. have that third scoop. It's <laughs> all you, man. <laughs> Oatmeal raisin really is my favorite cookie. <laughs> that's wild. Are you serious? I feel like I'm not a big cookie person, but anytime I see a cookie that I assume is chocolate chip. And it turns out it's like oatmeal raisin. I feel swindled. Absolutely. I feel like the, the, the motto for it's like oatmeal raisin. This is settling. You know what I mean? Like it's a cookie. Look, Look, my grandfather used to make me cinnamon raisin toast all the time when I would go visit him. And I have such a special place in my heart for that. I then developed a psychological connection to raisins and cinnamon that's where my oatmeal raisin thing and even my raisin brand, it all just goes, it's all caught up in there. Well, Matt, it's still like, look, yeah, there's, there's no shaming here. I just, if now that I know this, I am going to be like much more um, cognizant of where raisins and oatmeal raisin cookies should go. Like, check your desk later, because anytime I get one of these, it's going straight <laughs> to you, man. That's the best I can do. Like, I, I, also, the the sense, I, I, we're going somewhere with this, folks. The, yeah. the sense of taste and preference for what you eat is inherently tied into memory. It's tied into smell. It's tied into texture. Many, of like, smell, actually, much more so than taste. Uh, that that brings your memories. That's why we have such um, visceral reactions to concepts of food. That's also why this entire time you were hearing this episode, some part of you was smelling sunscreen. Yep. Which is weird. That's like Morgan Freeman saying, you read this whole thing in my voice. Uh, well, but- so, Ben, when you say smelling sunscreen, I mean, you know, surely there are, there are- scents and and perfumes that are added to uh, some sunscreens, but there is that quintessential sunscreen smell. Is that the chemicals that we're smelling that really uh, make it have that distinct kind of like nostalgic quality? Um, And then you've got ones that smell like coconut, but they still have that certain little twinge of a chemical smell. It's, It's that cocoa butter and coconut oil, man. You're right. That's what it is. It's the original. The red vet pet set. Get that. (laughs) <laughs> what Coconut. all the other words <laughs> yeah that's i it it's true um there there is this nostalgic factor there is a sense memory and part of that part of the reason that feeling is ubiquitous 
is because sunscreen does work and it's because people do need to use it or use something like it. You know what I mean? Sunscreen, the concept of sunscreen is what I would call a non-human invention, by which I mean before human beings became what are called human beings today, there were other animals who figured this out, right? They said, we need to protect ourselves from the sun. We'll roll in the mud. We'll go under the water, et cetera, et cetera. This is an ancient thing, and it's a thing that many creatures on Earth need. But uh, there is also an industry that is possibly creating other problems by fixing the one it's focused on. And so, as we said, the burden falls on the consumer. The best thing you can do is read the label carefully. I know it's cool to meet Matthew McConaughey when he glides by in cargo shorts and floaties uh, and then maybe clowns you. And I know it's awkward to be on your phone for 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes in front of the uh, sunscreen aisle but maybe it's worth the time. It is indeed well said. I, I did want to point out one thing just because I referenced it jokingly at the top of the show saying I my sunscreen of choice would be the one that has the most aluminum in it. That That is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was a study uh, at Keele University in Stratfordshire uh, back in 2007 um, where they took six samples of, of, of six different brands of sunscreen uh, and, and found uh, pretty alarming levels of aluminum in them. Um, the World Health Organization recommends applying 35 milliliters of sunscreen to get, you know, the actual benefit of it and then also reapplying it. Uh, and, and according to the study, for these particular um, brands, uh, it would uh, essentially amount to putting 200 milligrams of aluminum on your skin, uh, and aluminum salts are permeable. Um, you know, they, they they can be absorbed by the skin, and potentially, you know, it's not like a sure thing cancer causer, but it's it's certainly not good for you. Um, this was back in 2007, though, so surely there's been some movement is I know there was also like, I, mean, I think certain any perspirants definitely have some chemicals that people are freaked out by because, you know, there's certain people that want to use the ones that like really don't work <laughs> because they don't have the, the bad stuff in them. Um, but they're still like the ones that are like white and, you know, completely dry out your armpit. Sorry for that image there, but just wanted to mention that because the aluminum thing I said at the top of the show, that that was not just something I made up. And uh, yeah, as you said, but it, it is, is on, it's on us. To, to figure it out mm-hmm. uh, unless you live in a state like Hawaii that straight up banned it. Cause you know, they, they pointed to older and newer studies and even studies that have yet to be published on some of these chemicals that we discussed today mm-hmm. and, and what could be happening. They've even, they even mentioned disrupting human hormones, right? Yeah. An endocrine disruptor. And, and there's good news. Um, another study that I came across uh, from the American Institute of Physics uh, talks about how um, toxicity screenings of these types of products has gotten much, much, much better and easier using something called microfluidic devices. And the summary for the study um, says scientists are using nanoparticle screening on personal care products and finding previously thought toxic chemicals may not be harmful. Uh, researchers discussed their work successfully using microchips um, to demonstrate titanium dioxide, a chemical found in most sunscreens, not only is non-toxic, but also offers protection against ultraviolet damage to skin cells. So I would like to recommend for anybody who wants to read uh, more in depth, read the study uh, that we've referenced regarding sunscreen 
in this, the episode where we ruin sunscreen, uh, go to uh, the journal Chemical Research in Toxicology, and you will find it under the quite dry title, uh, Benzophenone Accumulates Over Time from the Degradation of Octocrylene in Commercial Sunscreen Products. Whew. Sexy title. Yep, yep. It's right up there with uh, <laughs> it's it's right up there with Faulkner. I am sure uh, historians will agree. What do you think should be done, folks? What do you think can be done other than, as I said before, uh, I do want to leave you with that image of taking the time in front of the sunscreen aisle, and I don't want that to be lost because it is important. At some point in every human being's life, your health becomes the primary concern. Now, it can be a concern that you are proactive about. It can be a concern when something goes wrong. But at some point, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you will place your health as a number one priority. So maybe that 10 minutes is worth it. That, that, that's my proposition there. And, you know, that doesn't just go for sunscreen. But is there is there a solution that companies could do for this? Is there a way, first to Parker's note, is there a way to guarantee the SPF on the on the label is honest? Is there a way to properly avoid dangerous chemicals? And and just as importantly, to figure out the facts versus the fiction in allegations of harmful chemicals. Because remember, until 2021, a lot of the uh, a lot of the warnings about sunscreen were misinformation. They were misinformed at the very least. Let us know. We want to hear from you. You are the most important part of this show. We try to make it easy to find us online. That's right. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter where we are Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. On YouTube, we are Conspiracy Stuff. Hey, and if you like hanging out on YouTube and you're interested in this topic, check out, I think it's Med. Oh, gosh. Is it Med School Insiders? Yeah, Med School Insiders. They've got some great content about sunscreen and studies and how to read that stuff. There's also some great stuff out of Veritasium and a couple other places where you can actually watch uh, UV cameras looking at a human while sunscreen is being applied. And it's super fascinating to watch those higher SPF levels, uh, just what you, what it's actually absorbing uh, when it comes to the light. Check that stuff out for sure. And, you know, subscribe to Conspiracy Stuff if you get a chance. Um, if you don't want to do that stuff, hey, you can give us a call. That's right. You can call one eight three three stdwytk Leave a message at the sound of Ben's voice. Uh, three minutes is the time allotted for each message. Please try to stick within that three minutes if you can. Uh, if you want to give us a shout uh, personally or, or ask a question or something like that or, you know, tell us a, a, maybe a longer story. Go ahead and do that via email, um, and we hopefully, uh, if you are into it and you give us permission, we will use your audio message on one of our weekly listener mail episodes. And if none of that quite greases you up, there is one way you can always contact us. Uh, oh, greases up isn't our best one, but I mean, Matt, I'm just thinking of you as a, as a kid being pulled away from the shore. Uh, if none of that... I was wearing a shirt. Okay, he was hard. Hard. He was hard to grab, though. He was so hard to pull away because he's so slippery. slippery. He just slippery. he just slides right out of your hand like a bar of soap. Yeah. So so if none of that quite slips and slides for you as a way to contact us, there is one 
way that we always recommend no matter where you are, no matter which beach or surf store you prefer. You can send us a good old-fashioned email where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.